Life Audio. Hey, it's time for Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. I'm Cynthia Garrett, and I will be right with you in just a moment after this. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. I can officially say it. Uh, today is, is a holiday. It's technically January 2nd, but uh, since the first fell on Sunday and we celebrated New Year's Day on Sunday, I guess maybe all around the world uh, today, Monday is sort of the day, but um, Happy New Year. This is, uh, this is the place where we find ourselves in each other. Welcome to Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. I am Cynthia Garrett, and uh, you know the place where you are. Real girls having real talk about real issues while seeking to apply real faith. Joining me in studio today are two of my Girl Club favorites. Um, I say two of my favorites, but you know, I've got a crew here that is really just, um, they're my sisters. They're my sisters in Christ. They are the women that I do life with. And in doing life with them and trying to grow and keep each other nourished in the Lord, uh, Girl Club grew out of that. During the pandemic, imagine, you know, can anything good come from the pandemic? Well, I have to tell you a lot of good things came from the pandemic. And one of those things is this Girl Club gathering, which has brought sisters from all over the world into my life and into our lives. And just as we get started this morning, I'm just kind of wanting to take a look at some of the write-ins we have. If you're listening on podcast, you need to know that if you join us at Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube channel, you can actually interact with us live. Um, we are also on video. But uh, good morning, Donna. And uh, good morning, Power of a Virtuous Woman. Happy New Year to you too. It has been a while and I'm so happy that that you're with us. Miche, it is wonderful to have you back as well. Um, happy New Year to you. And um, I'm just going through some of our regulars. P. New, Happy New Year to you. And um, you guys, as we, Teresa, Happy New Year to you. Uh, we're, as people are logging in from around the world, I just, I, I just want to thank you guys for being a part of Girl Club. Thank you for making 2022 a year of growth for us here at Girl Club. We are now on podcast platforms everywhere, whatever your favorite podcast platform might be, whether it's Google or iTunes or Apple or Spotify, whatever it is, um, you can find us there. Just look for Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. We are also happy to announce that um, as we migrate into this new year, we're going to be pulling the video broadcast mostly to the Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube channel. So if you want to watch us on video, come over here, log in, interact with us, leave your comments. Um, and again, if you're listening on podcast, please don't forget to comment and share. Like, subscribe, and share wherever you see us, just like it says below. Um, CynthiaGarrett.org is where you can find all things Cynthia Garrett Ministries or CGM, as I like to call it. Um, we are in a push this year to grow. My prayer is that uh, a conference that the Lord really showed me last year that we took a step of faith toward, but haven't 
stepped into it yet. I, I hope that that's coming in 2023. Um, I wanted to get on today and not take a break today because I thought, you know what? It's New Year's. It's New Year's. And I want to start at least the first day with you, even though technically we're still sort of in holiday mode here. But um, we'll we'll dive in next week to uh, a lot of things that I think are going to help us to really solidify our identity in Christ this year. Um, a little challenge that the girls and I have put together for you um, to help you, to help you walk in identity. I believe here that all things are really and truly about identity. And as I am joined today by Summer Garrett, um, the last name is not coincidental. She happens to be my niece and a young, young teen evangelist, actor and model and new YouTube. Do you call it YouTube vlogger? YouTube, just a YouTube channel. YouTube. She, she just launched her YouTube channel. So it's like literally you know, days old. And she is um, an influencer and a, a growing influencer with a great voice, I think, reaching, you know, teenagers and young 20-something-year-olds. And also in studio today, taking a break from the hubby and the kids to be here for New Year's Day is my tried and true soldier. She's the girl that I'm always in the trenches with, Christina Reynolds. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Happy, happy. This, this sickness or whatever. Well, yeah. it's giving you a very raspy, sexy voice. Yes, yes, I'm here. <laughs> exactly. And it's, I'm, I'm happy that you are here, CR. Um, well, I can call you Christina today because we don't have Christina Boudreaux on. <laughs> Boudreaux's not feeling well, so I would ask all of you guys to please pray for her. She's really being attacked with arthritis and we just reject and rebuke it in Jesus name. And we claim health over our sister right now. Um, Nova is also off today. We just want to send prayers and a shout out to Nova page. Um, another one of the regular tribe here at girl club and you guys. Okay. So it's new year's and it's so funny because, you know, I slept through, I mean, I had a very uneventful new year's Eve. I slept through midnight, woke up at around one, said happy new years to my husband and, you know, and Mario and Christian, my boys, my son, my son, Christian, and my, my, my adopted son, Mario. And, um, and, and I quantify that only because he does have a mommy that he loves too. So I don't, I don't ever want to take full credit for, 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 you know, for anyone, but I do love him and, um, and he is mine. <laughs> and, and, um, you know, and I think, okay, happy new year right? Like happy new year. And I think last year we all started out the year knowing that there was going to be a lot of change and transition. That was kind of the word that we got here at girl club and boy, was it true. And, and to be honest with you, what I found myself doing on new year's Eve was really thanking God for the things that he did bring us through in 2022. And there were a lot of blessings and it, it really is easy to focus on you know, the tree that you don't have instead of the tree that you do. And there's a bit of a metaphor in that because, you know, we look at the worldly trees that we don't have, the things we want to plant, the things we want to grow. And we often overlook the tree that we do have, which is the greatest tree of all. And that's the tree that gave us the cross. And when I think about New Year, I started really thinking about, you know, the, the Holy Spirit started speaking um, new things. 
new year, new thing, new year, new thing, right? Like every time we go into a new year, we really are hoping that God does a new thing. I think that's what a lot of the excitement is about new years. Like it's a new, it's a new start. It's a new, you know, it's a new thing. And I I don't know, what do you, when you guys start a new year, what do you think about? Like what hits you? Like every new year's, what do you notice is the thing that hits you? I was actually just thinking this morning because usually we actually um, celebrate our new year around Chinese New Year, which is a little bit later. That's kind of like our new start, but it goes according to the lunar calendar. So it won't be until like the 22nd of January. So we kind of are always around February is when we we go to California, we have our big family reunion. That's where we really like settle down and like pray through, you know, asking the Lord, like, what do you have for us this year? Like, what what is that word that you're giving us? And <clears throat> but when I was thinking this morning, I was just like, I couldn't wait until 2022 was over. Not, yeah. not gonna lie, it was, it was a year of a lot of, um, I would say like hardship. But in hindsight, I am so thankful. Like you just said, Cynthia. Like I think every year, I'm just filled with so much gratitude and thanksgiving because I do see the trajectory of where He's taking me. After the fact, does that make sense? So in the mm-hmm. midst of it, it's been really hard. This has been a, a harder year, but there, like you said, there's been such beautiful moments where I've gotten to see his leadership and now being a little bit on the other side of this year, just like two days on the other side of this year, I am extremely thankful, extremely thankful for his goodness because I realize he's gotten me through every single hardship, every single one. Even though in the midst of it, I was like, I can't wait until this year's over. This year has been horrible, whatever, whatever. In my short-minded, like my short-sightedness. But now stepping onto the other side of this year, looking back, kind of like reading through my, even like my journaling of like what I've like recorded of this year, there have been like really monumental moments where he just tugged me through. You know, when I was like, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. And he pulled me through. So that's what I've been thinking about today. Nothing really huge other than just like true, like thankfulness for his, for his faithfulness. Cause there were some moments that I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it like whether it was anxiety, panic attacks, relational issues, whether it was financial or whatever, it seemed like on all ends, there was these little moments that I really thought, I think I'm, I might be done. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But I'm still here and we're yeah. here showing up again. So that's what yeah. I, those are my thoughts for today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm still praying about, you know, I usually get a word for the year too. I'm still praying about what my personal word is. I know, you know, I know that I have a, a goal, you know, and that's to hear from God more, you know, to hear him better and to hear, hear, to hear him better, to hear him more, which of course I get met with, well, that means I have to listen more and listen better, you know, to be still and know that he is God, you know, summer, when, when new year's hits you every year, what's the thing that you always want or try to do, you know, like something that you notice is a pattern that people, we all do it like new year's, new year's Eve. Okay. We all, you know, we sit down, we try to think of our resolutions. We, you know, or, or maybe we're happy that a year's over, or maybe we're excited that a new one's coming. What's, what's your thing? Um, it's interesting because I think for my age group, it's different. 
um, my age group and for me, it's different. I feel like for me as a Christian and just for me, just like who God made me, I'm just the type of person to, um, I did this on my video, like I reflected on last year and the highs and lows and what brought me my highs, what brought me my lows. Um, and I felt like they, all the lows had something in common. All the lows had in common that they were all pretty much attacks and that God had me the whole time, the whole year. Like there was nothing that really like overwhelmed me. There was nothing that really was able to like ruin my year, ruin my day, ruin a moment. Like it was all, you know, moments where, you know, I maybe I just entertained what the enemy was doing and I, I gave into it in a way of like the attack and really just like let the attack attack me and you know I think the biggest thing after reflecting on my last year was like the enemy's nothing greater is God greater is he who's within me than he that's of the world and um so that was just honestly the big root and so reflecting is a big thing was a big thing for me and then also setting just seeing like where God's leading me and how could I take steps towards that um uh, mm. the new year like you know planning that out and not just like letting life you know pass by or letting life um you know just waiting for something or waiting for well what if I'm supposed to do the footwork and like that sort of thing so like taking action on that and not living in fear of like am I supposed to do this am I supposed to not like so, you know just taking action and not living in fear um but I think for my age group when I watch um when I the next day like New Year's Day, you know, that evening when I watched people's stories, it was just a lot of partying, partying, you know, out of the new year or out of the old year and into the new year. And um, yeah, so I, I think that that's a big pattern for like my age group is just a party and drink. And not that there's anything wrong, with, but I just, that's just a pattern that I noticed. Well, but you are so right, you know, because when I was your age, you know, it was, I mean, New Year's Eve was a party. Where, where are you going to party and, and hang out? And I, I know you you say, you know, not that it's wrong, but actually it is. You know, debauchery is biblical. It's wrong. You know, it's sin. And a lot of, I think, par- you have to understand that partying in many ways is debauchery. You know, there are certain kinds of parties that we saw Jesus at, you know, weddings, um, you know, things where there's, there's special celebrations of something that's important, you know, that you could say is godly, an anniversary, a wedding, maybe a birthday, you know, but what, and, and what we do with a birthday party is, you know, that can step across the line too. But I do think that New Year's Eve has become very, you know, has become, is, always was, you know, whatever, um, a very secularized thing. Um, and I find it really interesting uh, two two points here, Summer, that you touched on. First of all, I find it really interesting that you mentioned that because I think all people, young and old, look at the new year and what they want is for there to be this great change in the year in front of them. They want like whether it's I want to get, I want to realize more of my dream in the year in front of me. I want to I want to achieve more of my my goal or you set a goal or there's there's like a thing you want. You want the new year to be something better than the last year. But I find it really interesting because that's why I heard this morning <clears throat> from the Holy Spirit, new year, new thing. Well, 
God can't do a new thing if you keep holding on to the old thing. And a lot of just partying into the new year, which I think younger generations are, I mean, it's just, it's like what typically is done, which is so wrong and destructive for you. Like for any of you who are listening or watching who are summer's age, you know, you're in your teen years or your early twenties, you know, 30 to party, to, to, to look to party into, you know, party out of one year, party into another year is, is probably missing a lot. You know, it's definitely missing a lot of uh, an opportunity to sit and be still and know that he is God. And um, so I really heard this loudly and clearly, you know, for all of us, like God cannot do a new thing if we keep holding on to the old thing, especially when the old thing has nothing to do with the identity that you want to have, the identity that, you know, Christ wants you to have. In Revelation 21.5, it says, behold, I will make all things new. So as we embark on a new year, you know, consider a couple of things, right? It's okay to look backwards for a brief moment, you know, to learn the lessons, to look back about, you know, to maybe you're looking back to kind of go, okay, I see what I did wrong. This is a lesson. This is a lesson. Take the good fruit from the tree of what's behind you, but we got to keep moving forward. And so, you know, we have to open new doors and, and, and we have to ask God to open new doors and step through them. And when, when God gives you something new, don't reject it by hanging on to the old thing. And I mean, I, I love that. You know, I love Isaiah's narrative. You know, he, he, it quoted God as his prophecy recollected the, the, the tired hardness and history of the Israelite nation. You know, and Isaiah 43, 19 <clears throat> said, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Okay, this new thing that God is talking about is all pointing toward one direction, right? So when God's doing something new, it sometimes requires us to step into the unknown <clears throat> which a lot of times feels uncomfortable and scary and unpleasant. And we might be tempted to hold on to the life that we knew where everything was familiar, but we got to let go of the old trust God and embrace what he's doing. So we need a change of mind, right? And when our minds are renewed, we're transformed. Romans 12, two says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, you know, it's interesting because all of this was really saying to me, you know, especially the, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. You guys, the new thing is Jesus. New year, new Jesus. Happy new year. Happy new Jesus is what I found myself really hearing because this year, represents an opportunity for you to meet Jesus in a new way, in a deeper way. And really and truly that invitation is extended every year. It's extended every day to us, but are we going to accept the invitation? Are we ever going to really fully receive it and not halfway receiving it? Because the reality is that when you live half in Christ and half in the world, you know, you're straddling a fence, right? So you got one leg on this side of the fence in the world, one leg on this side of the fence in the kingdom. And the only thing that you get is a groin in the, is a pain in your groin in the middle. Like seriously, 
you never have any full abundance because you can't walk fully. You can't walk fully in secular sin and you can't walk fully in the freedom in Christ. And I, I really believe that like Jesus really is the new thing that he wants you to do in your life, not partially, but fully and completely. And it's the new thing every year that God is after from, you know, from us and with us. He wants us to see him clearly. And as we see God clearly, and if we want to see God more clearly, we need to see Jesus more clearly. You know, uh, Mike Bickle, a, a, an old pastor and dear friend uh, at the International House of Prayer, where Christina was in ministry and in leadership for many, many, many years, said something so deep the first time I stumbled into his church saying, and I had been praying for weeks, like, I really want to know you more, God. I want to understand you more, God. I feel like you've forgotten me. I feel overlooked. I don't feel like each year is bringing to me what I want. I don't feel like I have the people I want, the things I want, all this stuff, right? And Mike Bickle, the first thing out of his mouth as I sat in this new church in this new city in Kansas City, and this man walks onto the pulpit and he says, if you want to know God more, then you have to look deeply into the face of Jesus Christ. If you want to know God better, you have to look better, know better, who Jesus is and why Jesus it's connected, you know, and ultimately the coming of Jesus to the earth is the new thing that Isaiah's prophetic words are pointing to the ultimate superhighway, home to God's presence is Jesus. He's ultimately, you know, home to him in heaven eternally is Jesus. Our stream in the wilderness is Jesus. He is living water. And through him, all things were made. So, you know, that also, Summer, leads me over to something you said at the beginning. And then I'm going to throw this to you guys because I'd love to hear your, you know, hear what, what you have to say. But Matthew, I think it's Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20, knocked me out in church yesterday. It knocked me out because I realized that we spend a lot of, the year focusing on, you know, what the enemy has done, how we've, uh, you know, been attacked and how, and we get attacked. It is very real, but you need to remember Matt, you need to remember this. Um, Anna, can you get it up on screen for those watching? And I'll, I'll read it for those of you listening on podcast. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age you go back to the go back to the first verse anna then jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me if all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to jesus christ why do we get into such a funk when the enemy attacks us why do we not rise up faster look at the enemy and say jesus jesus has authority over this situation jesus he has authority over 
everything in the heavens and on the earth. So nothing that the enemy wants to bring us in any year is, is it's not, it's not there to defeat us because we serve a God of authority. And that's why I think the new thing he wants to do in all of our lives this year is to help us know Jesus in a new way. And I think there are a lot of people that think that God has just stopped moving in their in their midst and in their lives. I, I think they think that God, you know, stopped moving a long time ago. You know, I meet people that they don't even be, they don't believe in the gifts. And and look, there's been crazy abuses of the gifts and crazy abuses of prophecy prophecy, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. Because who are we to say what God can and won't do? for people that he loves. Will he not speak to them? Will he not heal them? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Has something changed about the way we go to the Father through Christ? No, it hasn't. So I think that a lot of people think that God stopped moving a long time ago and that God's not moving today in the same way he used to through miracle signs and wonders is because they don't have their attention on what God is doing today. He said, I will do a new thing. The fundamental principle of divine activity are, these principles are changeless, but the outward shape of that activity may alter with the changing needs of God's people. So we're meant to reflect on the past with gratitude and stimulated faith, right? Because the past and the things we've gone through, like Christina said, it kind of energizes your faith. You you may go, I really can't wait for this year to get done. But then you look at the year and you got to realize you're the recipient of some miracles that got you through the year, right? So we're meant to reflect on that with gratitude and with renewed faith, but we're not supposed to allow it to stereotype our expectations from God. God is doing a new thing. He always is. And if that new thing is Jesus, and it's always going to be Jesus, and it's always going to point toward more Jesus in your life, a deeper understanding of God by through a deeper understanding of Jesus Christ, his son, if all of that is true, then this gets a lot simpler for you and I to walk in the power of our identity as his daughters. You know, to be able to see what God is doing, we need to follow the instructions of these verses. Don't live in the past. And at times we can't see the new things that God is doing because we're living in the good old days and blinded by the past. It's okay to remember the good things, but don't camp there. It's time to move on. So what has God done today? That's the question that you need to be asking yourself going into into each day of this new year, I think. What has God done today? And that's a good, you know, summer, you said you wake up and you start in prayer. I try to wake up too and start every day in prayer, right? Sets the tone for my day. When I don't, it sets the tone for my day. Woo, not a nice tone. Sounds <laughs> like a, sounds like a, you know, an ogre. And the, the ogre met the Grinch met Godzilla and, and she put on clothes. <laughs> Dangerous, you know, but like at the end of the day, if we start having another prayer, what has God done today? You know, that's a really legitimate question because I know that at the end of every day, God did something, even if the something he did was breathe life into me so that I had another chance to live my day correctly with him, for him, in him, and through him. 
You know, there are people who can tell you what went on in their lives and in their churches 50 years ago. Come on, you guys, we know those people. Oh, when there was a revival 100 years ago. Oh, when so-and-so was here. Oh, you know, so-and-so used to heal like this. So-and-so used to pray like that. I mean, these people make such a, I see churches built entirely upon what happened in the past. I watch young people learn to pray and sound the way the older people pray and sound because it's almost like we fall into this pattern of thinking if my relationship with the Lord and my communication with the Lord looks like hers or his, you know, and I move the same way and I hold my hands the same way and my voice sounds the same way and my words are the same way, then good things are going to happen. No, no, we are all uniquely made. The, the meditations of my heart and the sound of my voice and the meditations of your heart and the sound of your voice to God and the way you pray and the way you worship, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a song that you uniquely have to sing to him. So I just want to encourage you to really, you know, think about these principles for the new year, for a new thing in your life. And as I was saying, you know, there are people who can tell you what went on in their lives and in their churches 50 years ago, but they can't tell you what God is doing today. That's scary. Does that mean God's not doing anything today? Like I said, he did a new thing this morning. He woke me up. He woke you up. He gave us breath. He's given us another day to praise him and worship him. So, you know, I don't know. I just... All of these things have been going on in my in my mind as I really reflect and pray on another year. You know, he's given us a gift already. Aren't we in victory already that we have been given the first day of another year? The yeah. second day, the, the first week of another year. Yeah. I love what you're saying about a new thing. And it can be exciting, but I think like, for me personally, when thinking about, okay, God is going to do something new. He's always doing something new. And I think that is what throws us off when we get words or, we, or when the Lord speaks to us about something that's to come, we frame that promise or that word in what, in what we know, which is very limited, you know? So I've even over this last year and our last few years have been learning just to let go of my expectations of what does this look like? Okay. So you're resurrecting the songbird in me. And I'm kind of bucking at it because I'm like, but I don't want to be like that. And he's going, you know, somewhere kind of shared, like, you don't have to change anything about yourself to walk in the promises that I have for you. I've already given you what you need. But in my head, I'm holding myself back because of the past, you know? So it's so interesting, this new thing or whatever, the new things that God wants to do, I have to really like surrender my old mindsets about or even my own opinions on what that can look like. You know, like it's been prophesied over my husband over and over again. You're going to start a church. You're going to be pastoring a church. And we were like, no, never, you know. And one of our good friends, Holland, Holland Davis was like, was like, it's not what you think. It's not your, it's not your definition of church or what you've seen. Like just let go of all those, you know, preconceptions of what that even is even going to look like. But every year we would come back and visit with our friends in California and be like, have you started your church yet? Have you started your church yet? You know, in my head, I'm like, ah, church. No, that's a lot right. of responsibility, a lot of pressure. But, you know, what's interesting is that this year he has been, <clears throat> he's been 
coaching this little football team. And I mean, like, I'm not going to say where we live, but we don't live in like this super nice area. You know, there it's a little bit, we don't live in the hood, but we don't live in like a super affluent area. We'll just say that. And there's a lot of fatherlessness. There's a lot of broken families. And um, CJ has been such, he's been growing. My husband, CJ has been growing with so much favor in the city and in the community as he's been like a part of the athletics department and like the whole, you know, in our city. And he's taken this little, little band of 10 to 13 year old boys and he has poured into them and he has honestly, he's fathered them. And in doing so, I've we've seen the fathers on the team rise up and start fathering other kids on the team. And it's like almost like this fire that's being released of family. And we kind of sat back, you know, a little while ago and we're like, oh my gosh, this is kind of like a little church. You know what I mean? And this is kind yeah. of like a little flock as like yeah. insignificant and small as it seems. So I go to share all that just to say that like it's not it's, insignificant. It's not what we think. But but it's not what you would think, right? When someone says you're yeah. gonna be X, Y, and Z, like he is pastoring these kids. And they're actually they've been hand they've been chosen by the Kansas City Chiefs to go to to represent the Chiefs at the Pro Bowl in February. So if they if they make it to the end, they're gonna be televised on ES. I mean, it's just it's cool. It's well, you- cool. What seems small has become kind of big. Well, it is. And I I have to tell you, you know, I'm blanking on the name of the woman who had a Bible study in her home. And in her Bible study came there. She taught Billy Graham and I, a whole, you know, three or four, I'm going to remember it for next week so I can share the story with you accurately. But there were four or five men, all who were at the stature of Billy Graham, who changed the world for the gospel of Christ. They went, they all went through this woman's Bible study in her home. She's the most important woman who reached (laughs) in the, in the, in the flesh, the fewest amount of people in her ministry church size, but who probably impacted the world greater than anybody on earth today. I mean, you know, her and mother Teresa, you know what I mean? And it's like, I think about that and I think about what you're saying and we serve a God who goes after the one. We serve a God who goes after the one. Like we have to remember this. We serve a God who goes after the one. And I think it's so easy for us to be deceived by Satan's oldest trick, which is to get you to look at the tree you don't have and not look at the tree that you do have. Because if he can get you focusing on what you don't have, you miss it, man. You miss that maybe maybe you don't love your job, but you have a job. You can feed yourself. You have a roof over your head. You know, you... you I mean, you may not have the relationship that you want, but you're alive and you're breathing and God can, God has a person for you and he can still bring you that person. Maybe you're not ready yet. And this is why new year, new thing is so important. You, you, we, all of us have to be willing to do the work to receive the new thing. God just can't give us a new thing. I remember when my son 
was like 14 and he wanted to drive. I couldn't wait to give him a car just as his mom to be able to buy my son a new car one day and give him a car so that he could drive. He wanted it from the time he was young, but he wasn't ready to receive the new thing I wanted to give him. He he needed instruction and he needed to go to class and he needed years of training. And honestly, there's still times I think I didn't do as great a job because he texts too much and listens to music and does too much while he's driving and it's dangerous and it freaks me out. And I'm praying constantly that God would protect him and forgive him. But I say that to make a point, you know, like we have to get ready to receive the new things that we say that we want. We have to get ready to have the careers that we say that we want and and despise not small beginnings. You know, some of us have been through difficult relationships or relationships that we thought were amazing, but they didn't work out. I look at those as part of small beginnings. I've learned from every relationship I've ever been in, even if it was difficult and it didn't pan out the way I wanted it to, whether that relationship was a a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship, a work relationship, a whatever it was, a friendship, whatever it was, it soured, it blossomed. It had seasons of stretching and difficulty. Doesn't matter. All of those things are a part of our preparation in life. They're a part of us receiving great spouses. They're a part of us receiving great friendships, great relationships, because those things make us look not just at the choices that we're making, but they make us hopefully look at ourselves and our own brokenness. What do we keep projecting onto every year of our life? and getting the same result. That is the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over again, and each time expecting a different result. God cannot work with you when you keep doing the same thing, the same wrong thing over and over and over again, but expect a different result. That wouldn't be God. It would be inconsistent on God's part. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. At some point, you have to realize that God is not to blame for the failure of your past year or your new year. At some point, life is no longer to blame. You not getting what you want and your fears and your brokenness is no longer to blame. At some point, it's just you needing to make a choice to choose victory for your life right now today to choose that in this new year, you will do a new thing and that new thing is Jesus. Everything in the Bible, scripture, there's so much scripture about new thing. Behold, I will do a new thing. You know, I'm coming to do a new thing. Jesus came to do that new thing. He is the culmination of that new thing, period. So that means we need to be aligned and understand who Jesus is and surrender to him. Because if you won't surrender, it does that mean that like, okay, it's finally going to go your way. If you won't surrender, it just means that it's never going to go your way. And even if you're afraid to surrender because you don't know if it's really true that if you surrender, God's going to give you what you really want. You think that he doesn't have a good plan for your life. You think that he's overlooked you. It doesn't matter what you think. You can live in that zone of fear for the rest of your life and lose your entire life and project failure on your entire life and bring it about eventually. Or you can choose to do a new thing and renew your mind and and give it to God. Decide to trust him. 
Have you ever 1,000% gone all in, killing your flesh and doing it God's way? 1,000%. Can any of you say that? I can't. I've held on to a little bit of me in so many situations and then gotten upset and sad and down and depressed and blamed God and been angry at God and questioned God and why God, why me? Pity party, pity party, pity party. But you know what? The reality is there was something in every situation that was not submitted to the word of God. I started out by saying I wanted to hear God better in this year. And you know what the Holy Spirit said to me? That's great. Then you need to listen better. And you know what you need to listen to, daughter? The word of God. Word, word. Guess what we hear? We hear words. Guess what the Bible is called? The word. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word came into the world. As who? Jesus. Jesus is the word. If we want to know God better, we have to look deeply into the face of Jesus Christ. We have to know him. I started asking crazy questions on Google. Okay, how many brothers and sisters did Jesus really have? I don't know that I know that off the top of my head and some people do. Okay, Jesus, why this? Why that? Get to know your savior and listen to his word. If you want to hear him better, listen to him. How do you listen to him? You have to listen to his word. How do you listen to his word? Well, you read his word and you listen while he speaks to you from his word. If you want to have a happy new year, try changing that sentence and making it, I want a happy new thing. I want a happy new Jesus. I want a happy new relationship with Jesus so that I can stand on the promises of God and know that at least I've done everything to stand. And if it's not for me, It's not for me. And man's rejection has always been God's protection in my life. Always. There has never been a door that God closed or allowed to close, even if it was my fault that it closed. Even if it was my brokenness. I can look back in hindsight and go, he was still using it. He was still using it because it wouldn't have been the thing. The thing I have is the thing I always wanted in my entire life when I look around my life today. Maybe a different than some things I thought in my childishness as a youth, but they're the things that I always wanted. And we're still alive. So I'm going to throw this out for those of you over 50, like I am. When Jesus, when Jesus speaks, You know, there are moments where I hear him really clearly through someone else. I heard him one year through T.D. Jakes, and he presented a question. What are you going to do with the life you have left? I don't care if you're 23, 33, 43, 53, 63, 73, 83, 93, or 103. What are you going to do with the life you have left Since you don't predetermine when you're leaving here, since only God knows the day and hour of your death, your appointment to meet him, what are you going to do with the life you have left? He gave us the gift of life today so that we can talk about maybe the gift of a whole other year. What are we going to do with it? 
I think the answer to that should be, we're going to commit to knowing Jesus better, deeper, listening to his word more. He'll speak. We just have to put ourselves in position to hear. Went on a little bit of a rant there, but. I love that. I love that actually, because I mean, you know, when you think of New Year's resolutions, well, I want to drink more water. I want to do this. So there are those good things, but which I think, you know, it's great for us to like set goals like that. But when you say everything else aside, if we are to pursue knowing Jesus more, everything flows from that place. Your de- your decision making, your future, what's the next step? It's like it's like you don't even have to worry about, about those things because they will just come from a place of relationship. And I love that it's just so simplified, you know. Um, I mean, even just knowing the more you know him is the more you discover about yourself. Your identity gets forged in that place of knowing him. Your your foundation gets forged so that when those storms come and they will come, you know, you will not be moved yet again. And maybe this time, less this, you know what I mean? And I'm just maybe it's also because I'm getting older. I don't know. I'm like, I feel like I'm like clinging to that. I'm like, I have to know him. And I I think it's in his, um, in the gospels when he is speaking to his disciples and he's talking about the importance of knowing who he is. And at the end of the day, everything comes down to who is it that you say that I am? Like, what is it that, who do you believe that I am? And even over this year has been revealing to me of how even at certain points, I thought I wasn't shaky, but I was shaky of even questioning his goodness again. And I thought I'd been through that, you know? Um, so I just want to like, yes and amen, yes and amen, everything that you're saying. And just, I myself am provoked, but also feel like it's so simplified if you just pursue him. You know what I mean? Everything else, like, 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 Lord, what's my business plan for this new thing? Or or what, what is my, how do I grow my YouTube channel? Like all these, you know, questions get answered in him because it is amazing how God leads from a place of connection. Like, you know, Cynthia, when you just wake up and you wake up with a song or you wake up with an idea or you're going about your day and he whispers in your ear, this little bit of inspiration. And it's like, oh, you build, I mean, girl club was built off of a little whisper, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. I think it really is. This this puts an excitement in my heart for 2023 because it's actually reminding me of how God leads and how fun and adventurous it is. And what you're saying, I think the biggest hardship or the biggest challenge will be to let go of, of what I think it's going to be and just let him literally take the wheel. I don't yeah. know, whatever that right. song is. But let him, it sounds so cliche, but honestly to let him lead because you I think we all know have felt that like chemistry when you're like when you're flowing with Jesus and mm. he's your priority it's like 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 I said just at, and also as creatives and I believe all people are creative that flow of creativity is just it, it's addicting but it is only comes from that place of being connected with him and I know the difference when I try to get inspiration from other things it's not it's like Oh, climbing up a mountain. You may you may be inspired for a few seconds, but it's like you hit a wall. But with him, it's just a flow. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited for this year, honestly. Uh, 
Oh yeah. My son pointed out something to me years ago when he was in, I think, well, he was maybe he was in college or just graduating college. And we were talking about musicians, um, uh, rap artists specifically who go into the studio and, well, I shouldn't say rap artists, all artists, you know, he was, he was hanging around a lot of, um, music guys at, at, at a certain point years ago. And, um, talking about how they'll go into the studio and they, they smoke weed. And this has been going on since the early rock and roll guys, since the, I mean, I watch documentaries and I'm watching these guys, you know, I was watching this documentary about the Eagles for Pete's sake and how they literally had to, they made it a point at one point when they all got cleaned up um, that there were going to be no more drugs in the studio because it just got in the way of the work. Right. Well, but, but how many young people think they're more creative when they smoke weed? They go in the studio, they smoke, they, they, they get, they smoke weed. Like, and well, it's like, yeah. it's amazing to me because God wants your brain. He wants your awareness. He wants your spirit. He wants to speak to you. And if those channels are not clear, you're not going to hear them correctly. You may think that you're more creative or that you're getting inspired in some way, but you're opening portals for the enemy to be the one inspiring you. You're not getting what you could ultimately yeah. get. It's really and truly the pure channel to God. And it's like you said, Christina, it's like when I'm focused on only the Lord and, and when things are going bad and I didn't get something I want or there was a break somewhere or whatever it is, if, if my focus is on the Lord, he's talking to me all day. He's breathing inspiration to me. He's dropping in a word. He's dropping in a vision. He's waking me up with something. You've got to be in position to receive that. You know, I, my favorite scripture is the one that says, and I cannot call the site right now, but it's real simple. In him, I live and move and have my being. I love that scripture because God wants all of us. And in him, if we put all of him, our being is in him. If we understand that he wants to fully embody us, I believe there is nothing we cannot do. And I believe the only thing we don't achieve some of the things we want to achieve is because we waste time with Jesus. We don't allow God to do a new thing because we don't trust a deeper, newer relationship with Christ in our life. And so we waste year after year after year. And then we get to a certain point where we're too old for some of the things that maybe we thought we wanted. And so now God's got to do a new thing even then from the place of you kind of going, okay, well, you know, my daughter decided to take five years getting this instead of get it in her twenties and her thirties and move forward. I see this all the time. You know, I think it's just, it's why I have such a passion about this. Like stop wasting time, wasting time. <laughs> That's, I don't know how to say it any more simply. Stop wasting time, wasting time. Just do it. Oh, Nike really had it right on that. Just <laughs> do it. Whatever it is, you know, if you want, you know, we're, we're women, right? We're made for partnership. Okay. If you want a spouse, get ready being a wife, be the spouse you want, do the work so that you are ready to receive the gift that God has for us. Would God withhold a spouse as a gift? No. But maybe we're picking in the wrong field. Maybe we're trying to choose a spouse by holding on to some of our fleshly desire 
and a little bit of God's desire for us. And then we're mixing it with God's promise and knowing God loves, God loves marriage. He created us for marriage. He created sex for marriage. He likes marriage. He wants marriage to be cool. But we kind of want to do it our way. And we think that the world's way is the only way to do it. And our, we're, our, our, our brains get secularized. And we give up and we give in and we become weak pansies to the way everyone in the world is doing it instead of being the strong leaders and lions that we are. We, in doing it our way, we are in the world, but not of the world. And the world, trust me, looks at the person who goes, yeah, no, thank you. 99 million of you are wrong about the rice. It is not cooked that way. I'm going to cook it the way I cook it. And then I'll see you at the finish line. God will not, he will not let you drop from that position. I know it. A broken and, and you know, what is it? A broken and repentant heart he will not despise. Our hearts right now need to break over the way that we have allowed ourselves to live year after year, half in the kingdom and half out. And he will not despise our repentance of that. He won't despise our complete breaking. He won't. He'll just lift us up. He'll just restore us and love us. My sacrifice, oh God, for 2023 is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. God, you will not despise. I I, I think it's just... Would that be the happiest new year of your life? Absolutely. Why not try it? That's what I, that's what I say. Cause I, nobody tries it fully. Let's try it. It's a challenge. I feel like issuing, right? You know, and, and I look when I was, I love what Pinu wrote. I was stunned in 21 and 22 to discover that God required me to literally shut up in order to experience his whispers and leadings. So amen to all you are recognizing. Girl, listen, sister, I am a talker. So trust me, there are moments, many moments where God has said to me, shut up, daughter. Listen, be still and know that I am God, you know, and, and I think about, you know, a hundred percent true ask the question. I'm not sure who you're asking it of, but did she believe in everything she's saying when she was 22 years old? I know that I could speak some of, no, I couldn't speak these words when I was 22. I was going to say, maybe I could speak some of these words, but did I really believe it? No. And you want to, and, and even if I told you at 22, I believed in the things I'm saying today, you want to know the proof that I didn't? My actions, my actions were the proof. At 22, boys were my God. I liked boys. I discovered boys and went hog crazy. Everything was around fun and boys and, you know, everything. And it's, it's very much the way, it's the world I look at all around me today. It's all about getting the guy, getting the girl. What does he or she look like? What status do they have? What status do they make me look like I have if I'm with them? That's the game I see today. It's never, okay, God, 
I'm going to do the work on being a spouse. Bring me my spouse. Let me be ready to receive that person when they show up. And you know the desires of my heart. You know I want one who, you know, who I'm attracted to, who, you know, who is kind of like my trophy by my standards for me. I mean, God's not going to say, okay, here's your spouse and send you someone that you're not into. He doesn't do that. You know, I wouldn't do that to my son. You wouldn't do it to your kids, Christina. Would you, Christina, would you go pick the girl that Josh hates and say, here's your wife, Josh? Oh, we're not there yet, but no. Right. right. So <laughs> I wouldn't. Really I, right. Listen, I just introduced my niece, Elise, who Summer, Summer and Elise are super tight. She's my other brother's daughter. She's awesome, just like Summer. She's older than Summer. She's in her, what's she, 26 now, 25? And she's, she's like Summer. I mean, I just didn't want any guy to touch her at all or to have any piece of her unless he was the guy because she's that girl. And she made choices early in life to be that girl. I wish that I had made the choices that Summer and Elise made when I was 21 or 22. I didn't. My choice was boys, fun, fame, parties. It's such a lie that I bought into on so many levels. If I had made the choices for my life at 22 that I've made for my life now in my 50s, I would own the United States of America. Oprah would be like, Oprah who? She ain't got nothing on Cynthia Garrett. Because that depth, that wisdom that I feel that God has gifted me with because I have cried with him in the secret place. I have suffered with him in the secret place. I've, I've, I've struggled in the secret place with my God and my insecurities and my self-esteem and all of it to emerge who I am boldly and confidently in Christ. And, you know, I'll tell you. I get this comment. Here we go. I'm an, I'm going to deal with this one that just came in. You liked boys because you were hot and attractive. Now that you're older and washed up, your perspective has changed. No, sister, it ain't. I get hit on by guys everywhere I go, every day, half my age, always. It is the constant test of my life. I don't even understand what it is, but it is the constant test of my life. So, sorry, but you're 100% wrong. Because the reality is that my perspective has changed because I have experienced what it's like to do it Satan's way and it does not work. You get deceived. You walk of shame, low self-esteem having person. You get deceived, period. It's a lie that's being sold to all of us. The only way that works is his way. I know, tried it his way. And you know what? As Beyonce said, if you want it, then you should have put a ring on it. I have a man that loves the Lord, knows the Lord and touches lives on a daily basis who put 10 and a half carats in diamonds on my finger, married me and has given me every home I've ever wanted and everything I ever want. Anything I ask for, I get. I never get a no, period. He would sacrifice for me and die for me and our son and the adopted sons and daughters that we have daily. I live in the blessing of God because of these choices in my life. And because I've been able to experience what it was like to live out there crazy at 22 and to now, and to, and to even then by 27, 28, when I got saved, 
start questioning that the things of the world were a lie. So 100% true, I'm going to tell you something since you wrote into the studio today. And I don't know who you are. You're new. You're a new voice chiming in with a little bit of negativity. Unplug from the matrix. Unplug from the matrix. The matrix is a lie. Over here, unplugged in the kingdom of God, we have peace and freedom and happy new years because we want God to do new things in our lives every year. So guys, you know, we're at the hour mark. And before we go, I just got to give you the, I got to give you the floor. Summer, give me a final thought. First of all, you're beautiful. So (laughs) well, this, this is probably a bot hater who doesn't believe in Jesus. I'm used to those. (laughs) They cannot come. You know, your auntie, bring it on. I grew up in a house with seven boys, bring it on. And I have knowledge, wisdom, experience, and I happen to be so confident in how I look. It's cuckoo. Bring it on. (laughs) Um, You know, though, even like, even at my age, it's still a lie. Like I see girls that have chose to do it God's way and they're just so blessed in their relationship even at my age you know it could happen at any age and I think that the other day there was a song I mean I don't listen to worldly music anymore but obviously a couple years ago when I didn't give my life fully to Christ I was and one of those songs came on that I would constantly listen to when I was partying and hanging out with friends and songs have the ability to bring up memories obviously And I just was thinking like, wow, how God has made me a completely new being. And that's what he means. Like he will make all things new. He makes you new too. He changes the desires of your heart. He changes your life. Like I feel like I just woke up one day and I was like, I'm a completely different person, but I'm so much more of who I truly am. I think when I was living in the world and I was just following what my friends were doing and I was just partying all day and night. I was just like searching to fill a void of like, where do I belong in the world? Who am I? Oh, well, I don't know. But they probably know. Everyone else probably around me probably knows. So let me just follow them. And nothing in my life was blessed. Nothing was prosperous. Nothing was innovative. Nothing was like, I never felt full and fulfilled. I felt insecure. And I felt like I was constantly seeking something from the world to fill the void in my life. And I believe that we were designed to have that void in our life because I believe that we were designed to seek Jesus to fill that void. And once I filled that void with Jesus, it was like that one step I had to take. And then he take he took 10 steps towards me. And I think that a big tactic of the enemy is to like make you look at the past. But God doesn't go back. He doesn't go backward. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to tell you to go back to that job. He doesn't need to tell you to go back to that group of friends. He doesn't need to do that. He has new things every day. Each day is made anew. And I think especially with the new year, like Christina was saying, it just makes me so excited. Like, it's that simple. God is the great I am. If you need comfort this year, he's your comfort. If you need someone to provide for you, he's your provider. If you need someone, anything that you need, he is the great I am and he will provide that for you. If you need need wisdom, he will give that to you. If you want a spouse, like, it is not wrong to desire, like, things he's the one that gave you your heart to have desires so that way you can seek him and his will of how to do it so if you want anything 
a new spouse, ask him and he'll show you how to get it. So I just think it is so simple and so exciting for the new year because with God, everything is better. I think that the big lie, especially with what I see with people my age is like that it's boring or it's like, you know, the biggest thing I heard in high school was, oh, I'll just believe in God when I'm 30. Like, well, you miss out. You miss out on so much of your of the way you're supposed to live like and not to mention you might die before them before yeah you know that's a lie too like we're not promised tomorrow right we're only promised today but I can tell you like everything that I've been through this year I probably would have gone through but having God be there for me and be my comfort and be give me wisdom and I just I just know that 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 help that very present help is just such a blessing so any lie that's the opposite is just a lie um but yeah i just wanted to say that well i i I love that and you know just for for a hundred percent true who who wrote in who's afraid that being older uh is the only reason why you change your perspective um that comment was just made by a 22 year old who's hot to death so there you go Who could have any guy she wants? Because I watch, I watch grown men fall over themselves behind my niece when she's uh, out with me, and she's not there. She's not living there, you know. And I think it's a beautiful thing to just not live where the rest of the world is living. And that's another thing I love about who we are in Christ as His daughters, you know. And that's for everyone here at Girl Club, whether you're a son or a daughter, right? Like. It's okay that we're different. It's actually cool. Like who wants to be like everybody else? That ain't the cool club. Never has been the cool club to me. So I think for me, joining the club of, you know, like peculiar people, right? What is Jesus? We're, we're a, a peculiar people in a holy nation set apart. That's what the Bible says we're supposed to be. So for me, it's always been very comfortable to put that on. I've always been peculiar. And so being peculiar and holy and set apart is just like, that's good. That means that now I'm not just different. And I used to seek to be different, to be liked and to be affirmed and to be thought cool. Now I'm just different. And I don't care if anybody thinks I'm cool. I only care that Jesus moves through me and helps to change your life so that whoever you are listening, you can live more authentically, loudly and proudly in the skin that God created you to live in. So from us real girls, always having real talk about real life issues, real stuff, we will always seek to apply our real faith because our faith is real. Our desire for Jesus is real. And I know that the reason why all of you are watching, whether you even know it or not, is because your desire for Jesus is real. The reason you're listening right now is because there is something in you or on you that either wants you to go deeper in having a new thing done in your life and that new thing being Jesus, or there's something on you that's holding you from having that new thing. There's something on you that rejects the spirit of Christ wanting to bless you and do a new thing. So we're going to close in prayer right now. And I would just like to lift up 
all of those within the sound of my voice who have something on their spirit that is rejecting the gospel, that rejects Jesus, that wants to attack his children and his people. We pray breakthrough over your life. I pray that, that first of all, that the enemy would, that you've invited into your life possibly would be bound and rendered inoperative and set aside all day today and all day tomorrow that you could hear the gospel of Christ minister to your heart. I pray for the lost. I pray for the broken, the sad, those who are depressed and down. We pray right now that that spirit would break off of each and every one of you this year and that in Jesus' name, you would walk in your new relationship with Christ, in new freedom, in new joy, in new depth, in new power, in new strength. Why? Because Jesus is all those things. And if you are continually transformed by the renewing of your mind in Christ Jesus, then you will choose to live attached to the vine. He is the vine. We are the branches. Apart from him, we can do no good thing. Lord, I pray that we, your branches, that we would, that we would just blossom this year, that you would show us the fruit of things we didn't even know were there, Lord, that you would create flowers and open doors and, 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 and just new relationship, Lord, that you would bring us fully back to you, Father, that where our hearts have been distant or cold or in fear or unbelief, that you would forgive us and that you would feed us personally, that you would hold us personally, that you would speak to us personally. And Lord, I pray that we would listen. I ask you every day, Father, to give us the motivation to help us to not just achieve the goals that we think outwardly will make our life better, but to, to do the things and achieve the goals that will make our inward lives better. Because it is our inward lives that determine our outward lives. And I ask that you would heal our hearts because out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And Lord, I want us to have healed hearts so that we can speak power, breakthrough, truth, and delivery to this lost and dying world. In Jesus' name, I lay hold of 2023 for each and every single woman or man that has ever spent five seconds watching Girl Club to join us, laugh at us, mock us, or celebrate with us the name of Christ. I pray for each and every one of you that you would come to know how high and how wide and how deep the love of Christ is over you and over each and every one of us. Happy New Year. Hmm. Well, it's time for us to go. Thank you guys. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share us. I have a personal goal to see Girl Club grow a lot, a lot, a lot. Veronica, amen, amen, amen. Go deeper, sis. Go deeper. I pray that you would. And I say hallelujah with you. And to each and every one of you that takes the time to watch us here on the Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube channel and interact with us, thank you so much. Your interaction makes this, this broadcast that much more special because Grow Club is about you. It's about you. You real women out there around the world that are looking for a real relationship with a real God to bring real power and breakthrough to your lives. It's about you. So thank you for joining us. Thank you to Life Audio for hosting us. 
And may you grow and bless Girl Club, Father, in Jesus' name. Bye, y'all. Love you. Need more of God's power in your life? I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical tips on how to grow your faith through prayer. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.